Welcome to today's episode of The Dream in Code Podcast with discussions on software and web development, technology, and IT trends. Here is your host, Dan Delamarski. All right, everyone, so welcome to Dream Code Podcast number five. And today I'm with Chris Tui. Hi, Chris. Hi. And uh, Chris uh, is on Dreaming Code under the name of CTPHP and WB, right? Right. Uh, so, Chris, tell us about your job or position. So, what do you do? Uh, well, my, uh, my day job is um, uh, I write uh, code in mostly C++ for uh, um, a doctor at uh, NYU doing research on... Uh, uh, well, right now, mostly it's on um, uh, HIV uh, transmission and progression. Uh, so we're doing mathematical models of, of those. Mm. But uh, you also do web development, right? Yeah, I do some of that on the on the side. Um, I, I enjoy that. It's not quite as um, um, uh, I don't want to say difficult, <laughs> no. but it, it's it's a it's not quite as uh, um, uh, tedious sometimes is what we do. You know, we're we're working with uh, uh, models that uh, very small changes make make big differences in, in the in the results, and so you have to um, uh, have to be much more careful about what's happening to the numbers. Uh, whereas if you're working on something on a on a website or a database, uh, it's either going to work or it's not, and it's it's going to be. Um, it, it isn't quite as critical to be. Oh, you know, yeah, yeah, I understand. Decimal places. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, so why the specific area? Like, from all the possible choices, it's uh, mathematical modeling of stuff. Uh, mathematical. Well, um, it, it, uh, it's well, that's kind of a long story how I got into that. And it's not not really. Yeah, well, related to, uh, I mean. So, but ger- generally, like, I mean, why the specific domain? Why not go into, I don't know, simple application development or, I guess? Uh, well, it has its own rewards. Uh, it's in an academic environment, mm-hmm. uh, so I'm not sitting in a cubicle mm-hmm. uh, every day. Uh, it's uh, Things change, uh, even though we may be working on the same model, you know, we're we're trying to uh, we're trying to model reality, so it's it's uh, it, it's interesting. Uh, it's just because um, it can be a little more demanding than doing uh, um, some database work or uh, or web development, and so I kind of do that on the side as a as kind of uh, like as a hobby, relaxing. <laughs> it's more relaxing. Yeah. <laughs> you know. So, uh, how did you learn all this stuff? I mean, what was the general process of, like, uh, I mean, getting acquainted with all this, the technology of doing stuff, the programming, and applying mathematics in it? Right, right. Well, I, I started out in colleges in, in electrical engineering. Uh, I ended up with a degree in math. So um, what I learned, in, in, you know, in computers was to, to break things down, to mm-hmm. look at it in engineering terms. And I think that uh, a lot of people, especially doing web development today, uh, you know, they're coming at it from a totally different angle. You know, a lot of them are maybe graphic designers that 
mm-hmm. trying to get into doing this development and and um, those are really two different schools of thought mm-hmm. and and uh, I think graphic designers run into problems when when they you know when they need to do some some PHP work or some JavaScript mm-hmm. uh, it's 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 hard for them to think in, in engineering terms and and that's where they run into that's where you see a lot of people on on uh, dream and code uh, run into trouble is that you can tell that they're graphically oriented oriented yeah and, and they're not really used to breaking things down into small problems you know if you engineers learn early on that you know you, you start off you with a with a black box mm-hmm. and and this black box does something you you input something and it outputs something and you don't really care what that black box how it does what it does you just care about if i input a it outputs b and and um the only time you care about when that black box what it what it or how it does what it does is when you're actually designing that box everything else once you've done that and broken so so the idea is that that you break down uh, these problems into a bunch of little black boxes, and and when you're working on one black box, you don't care about the other black box. Uh, you follow what I'm saying? So so that you break this down, this problem, this big problem. How do I create this website? How do I um, uh, mm-hmm. set up this database? How do how do I uh, give somebody the ability to do a, some thing? Um, you you break that those things down into smaller problems, fix each of the uh, each of the small problems, and when you're done, you have something that works. Uh, ideally, um, obviously you need to to organize your code uh, in a certain way. Well, in, in a way that works for you anyway. Uh, but again, even if you look at that, the way things are are broken down on the web, it's all it's done. You know, you can tell this was done by software engineers you know um the uh the web server has its uh its language you know usually php um you know there are other other languages out there asp but uh you know i like i like php so I, that's what i tend to use um but that's just done on the on the web server and it's separate from the html uh, which which is processed by the browser, and then of course, which is also really separate from JavaScript, uh, which is also processed by, by the you know by the browser. Uh, so they're they're broken down into separate things, and you see that today, for example, uh, you know people are trying to get away from including the the JavaScript with with the HTML. You know, you mm-hmm. want you, it's, it's just called it's a file, you know. Um, uh, you have a link basically to the the JavaScript file on the server, uh, so that you have your the idea is to separate out these things into into smaller components, more, smaller, more manageable components. Um, when I when I first started uh, uh, learning software, you know, uh, I remember my first language was Fortran. Uh, this is back in 1980. Um, wow. You know, uh, the there were no there were no classes, you know, mm-hmm. no objects. <laughs> there were no uh, um, uh, class structures or, or you know anything like that. It was you had functions, mm-hmm. and, and and that was about it. And it, it, you 
if you look at what's going on from that time till now, you know, well, or even before that, you know, in the early days of computing, you had you wrote it was all strictly procedural code. You you would write programs mostly in, in assembly language, and your code did what it did, and, and that was it. You really didn't have a whole lot of support in the, in terms of uh, like frameworks or 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 even or even at some point people realized, hey, you know, we we need to be able to to uh, call on these higher level capabilities that that we use frequently, and so they developed functions for that, and these functions then turned into you know you got into higher level languages like a Fortran, where where you you know you could call a function to do this thing that made you much more complicated than than anything you'd done prior, but um, uh, you know, that function could be reused. Uh-huh. And, and so now, and, and, you know, and then from that point, you know, you, you end up with, uh, with object oriented programming with, uh, with classes and, and, um, uh, each, each, each object has its own methods available to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the whole thing is to, to break things down into smaller components that can be solved one at a time. If you're, if you have an object and you're, you're, uh, working on, one of its capabilities, you're, you're only working really on one, one function. You really don't care what the other functions or, or class methods are doing because that, you, you know, it's, they're all separated. And that's the, that's the important thing about, um, about writing code is to separate your, your components so that you don't get them confused. And I think, um, that's the, Biggest problem I see on Dreaming Code for people: a lot of you know, people are new uh, to the language, and it doesn't matter if they're new to, you know, um, to PHP or if it's JavaScript or uh, mm-hmm. HTML, uh, even CSS. They they tend to to combine these things together, and and uh, and that's when you run into trouble. And uh, um, yeah, so you mentioned about uh, frameworks, like. The use of frameworks, and there's like a lot of different frameworks. There are frameworks for PHP, for mm-hmm. uh, C++. There's .NET framework. Okay, I'm a, I use .NET framework a lot. So mm-hmm. uh, a lot of developers that start right away, they say like, hey, I'm going to start with the framework. Even the guys mm-hmm. that start with uh, PHP, they say, I'm going to start with the PHP framework, not just plain PHP. So they, uh, what's your attitude on uh, using pre-made stuff? That, the stuff that, uh, well, obviously there's some complicated stuff like, um, like for mail management or emails, all this kind of stuff. That is probably at the beginning level is kind of complicated, right? But at the same time, uh, what do you think about uh, people starting right away with frameworks? Um, it, you know, if you're a beginner, I don't think it's I don't think it's a great idea. And and it's not that you can't do more with the framework, um, but I think you need to, especially for a beginner, you need to you need to learn how to break the framework breaks things down into smaller components for you. And, and I think that beginners need to learn how to break things down into smaller components and attack those components one at a time. And, and, uh, if the framework is doing that for you, uh, then you're, you're not going to learn it as well. You know, people learn more from their mistakes than they do from, 
their successes. Mm-hmm. And, and um, uh, you need to go in and, 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 you know, get down in the weeds and start, you know, messing with, with the, the smallest things to begin with. And then later on, you know, when you, when you start learning, you know, you start building your own, uh, your own little version of a framework uh, where you have, uh, maybe you don't have a formal framework, but you have a, a way of doing things mm-hmm. that if you get, once you, when you get to a point, I think where you can write code and, and walk away from it or not see it for, you know, months and then come back to it and, and read that code and it may not have any comments in it at all. Uh, if you can do that and, and read that code and understand it, then I think you're at a point there where, okay, maybe you want to start, you know, you might want to start using a framework. For me, like PHP, uh, it seems so easy <laughs> uh, that um, it's almost like, well, you know, if I'm going to use a framework, now i got to learn someone else's way of doing something. And I could, you know, it's, I can almost do it faster um, or often do it faster if I just use my own method of doing things. So I, I don't tend to use a lot of, a lot of frameworks there. Um, you know, if I were going to write some, uh, some app, if we were going to write an application to run as a full blown application in, in a, under an operating system, then you, you know, I can see using the framework for that, um, for, you know, for that platform, uh, because you, you need those services, but, uh, but in, in, a, in web development, um, it's not so much. Not so much, and in, in, you know, and I know a lot of people do, you know, swear by you know, uh, you know, Cake or uh, yeah, or uh, geez, I can't remember the others. Uh, Code Igniter, uh, you know, uh, I've used I've used both of those a little bit, um, and I can see how they can make things easier. Uh, but, I was saying, uh, yeah, they make things complicated, right? Well, you, you, it's kind of like stepping in, in, in one sense, it's kind of like stepping in and taking over somebody else's code, and and you kind of you have to learn their way of doing things, which isn't terrible. It's just that if you're if you're trying to start from from scratch and you know. In, a lot of stuff that you know you do for on a website, you know, the, it runs as kind of a batch program. If I think mm-hmm. uh, in that it just you know it runs at one time and then it's done, and you know unless you've set a session to record um, the the user information, uh, it's gone, and so it's just a one and done thing w- without those sessions and. Um, uh, so it's 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 kind of I think of it as a you 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 set out you've got an objective you're starting at point A you want to get to you know point Z and you want to take the fastest path um, to do it and uh, it, and there are pros and cons I guess is what it comes down to mm-hmm. um, and and uh, you know kind of keep in keeping with the the theme of this. Uh, uh, I think that that uh, they will help. Obviously, a framework is going to help you keep things organized. Um, 
but if you if for somebody who's beginning and that's I think the most likely people listening to this uh, it's not really for them until until they get like I said until they get to the point where they're confident enough in their in their code writing ability uh, that they can write something uh, you know today uh, maybe spend a, a week or so writing something come back to that same code six months later after writing a bunch of other stuff and still be able to uh, to understand that code that they wrote and, so and make changes to it, you know, that are... Yeah, so that's kind of like a double-edged sword, so it depends, like, on a timeline, on your development timeline, but it's not a good thing maybe to start with it. So, uh, I mean, if, you know, again, though, if you're working in, in a large group, but then you, 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 you really can't be a neophyte at that point, you know? But if you're working with, with a bunch of other developers... Then okay, everybody's going to follow the the guidelines of that of that uh, framework. Yeah. So that you know that's a that's a situation. You know you're you're not a, a beginner anymore. You're you're you need to be able to work with other other people who are doing their things. And and the framework because it's got its rules of, of how it's going to work. Everybody's going to have to follow those rules. If if I do something, it's not going to interfere with with what you're doing necessarily or hopefully it won't and even if it does figuring out where the problem is should be a lot easier because you're using you know the same rules mm-hmm. of engagement essentially so um it's like everything else in life it really depends <laughs> on on what your situation is but if you're just like i said if you're just one guy you know one guy mm-hmm. uh trying to do some web development uh especially if you're just trying to learn it um you know, I'd say create your own method of doing things that makes sense to you, but but not just that it makes sense to you now. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so course, for later on, weeks when you when you haven't seen when it's not fresh in your mind anymore, and that's the key. You know, I, I when I let's see, and probably I think it was 1982 or, or 83. I wrote a I wrote some software for a remember, I'll never forget. He was an architect. Now this is back, you know. I mean, <laughs> the entire computer had less memory and less processing power than, you know, than, than the processor. One of the cores in my computer now. Oh. Uh, the total, you know, it had 64k of memory. You know, this was on an Apple II uh, Plus, uh, I think it was. Oh, that was quite a while ago. Yeah, and uh, so I, I wrote this software for him, and it was just to keep track of. Uh, of uh, he was an architect, and he had all these um, drawings, and he wanted to be able to keep track of them. And um, I wrote this software for him, and, and uh, um, uh, I'd actually written it with, an, with another guy, and it, it was written in BASIC. And the thing about BASIC is it's completely unstructured. Yeah, with so, all those go-to statements you, and all that. Well, yeah. Well, I didn't. I, I never used go-to statements. I would use a go-sub. But that's it. And, which is, and a go-sub, if you think about it, is really a function call. And... and um, so what what I would do is I broke these things down into small components, and and optimized each of those components because with 64k of RAM, you know, and the operating system has to take up some of that. Mm-hmm. You don't have a lot of memory to to deal with, and you're talking about a uh, a one point something megahertz processor, not not gigahertz, megahertz. <laughs> you know? Yeah, but for for people here, it's like. Kind of like, especially for youngsters, it's kind of hard to imagine something yeah, working at one uh, point something megahertz. 
yeah, yeah. Megahertz being one, one megahertz being one thousandth of a gigahertz. You know. Yeah. No, I'm sorry. Wait, I'm sorry. No, one, one millionth. What is it? No, I'm uh, sorry. Yeah, it's one thousand. Yeah, it's, it's like one thousandth of a, a of a gigahertz. So, so you know, um, and it was only eight bit, by the way. So, uh, it's it's really a lot slower than one thousand the speed. So, so you needed to optimize things, and and I, I remember, and, and the reason I bring this up is because this guy he saw the code, right? You know, because you could you just go in and you know do list and boom, it, you know you see the code, and and he looks at me and he says. You know, I could have written this out and I could have typed this up in 10 minutes, you know, because I was charging them up for, for, you know, it took me, in, I forget how long, but it's probably like in the 10 to 20 hour range to, to do what I did. <laughs> and, and I said, well, you know, <laughs> typing it up, it's like, you know, I could say to you, well, I, I could, uh, I could have drawn one of these houses in 10 minutes too. Duh. You know, I mean, the house, yeah, I can copy that. Sure. You know, it's a totally different thing. You need to consider the amount of work and effort it gets, it takes to get this thing yeah, down to that size. Yeah, to build and, the algorithm and all this stuff. Right, and 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 the thing was that, but it was really, you know, and I bring it up because that was really a compliment because this guy was looking at it, and he was thinking, this is simple, right? How, how what am I paying you so much money for for something that was so simple? Well, you know, he had tried to do it himself. He tried to get somebody else to do it before me, and and couldn't get it done. And now here I come along, and and I give him something that is that works and that is simple. And and what more could you ask for, really, if you think about it? Because it's simple now. That means that okay, he's tried to do it before. He could potentially make changes to it himself, you know, because it's simple and he can understand it. And if he can understand it, then I know that I'm going to be able to understand it. I mean, I haven't seen that code in, in you know, uh, 27, 28 years. Oh. But I know that I could go back to that code and and make changes in it. And I, and I probably haven't looked at BASIC at all in 20-plus years anyway at this point. You know? Yeah, so and, that, yeah, that is good quality code. Unfortunately, you don't see that much of this code. Like, even on Dreaming Code, if you look at it, uh, all the naming and all this kind of stuff, it's not... Uh, I have like. As well, you you got, you have to, yeah, you have to remember though that a lot. The reason that people are there is because they're having problems. Well, yeah. You know? um, and and I think that it would be good for them to remember. You know, the reason that people are there helping them is that, you know, it's not just well, you know, we want to help somebody. You, you go there, you want to learn something, right? That everybody wants to learn something. So right. we're, we're looking for somebody who's going to give them help. We're looking for an interesting problem. Uh, you know, something that that may we may actually learn something in providing the solution uh, or helping them find the solution. We may actually learn something too, and or, you know, just a and it's not going to be a big thing. There's not, you know, when you get good enough to to help people on that site, uh, just being that good, you know, not even ready for for prime time or anything, but you're just good enough that you can help others. Uh, you're you're probably not going to learn any any huge thing at any any given time but you learn a little thing here you might learn a function that, that you know that exists that you didn't know existed mm -hmm. uh, and and that oh wow, I was doing something I wrote my own thing to, to do this and, and you know I remember uh, I, I wasn't using um, was it filter bear uh, filter bear yeah mm -hmm. uh, 
which is a PHP function that will uh, allow you to, among other things, uh, validate email addresses. Right? So rather than write your own, PHP has that. Well, I, I didn't know that, uh, I don't know, six or eight months ago. You know, and, oh. and I'd been doing it on my own. So, and I forget who posted it now, uh, but it was there. And um, so you get the, the, those kinds of things where you find that little thing that just makes a big difference every once in a while for you when you need it. And, and so you're looking for those things. And, and for, for beginners, who when they, when they do post a message on there, uh, they keep that in mind. You know, they'll, they'll get a lot more help. Right? You know, I shouldn't just be posting, hey, you know, give me the code to do this thing. Mm-hmm. It should be descriptive about, about the problem I'm having. And, um, and you, know, I should, you know, I should post my code, but I shouldn't post everything. I should post the relevant code with a good description of wh- why the problem is there um, and, um, and what I've tried to do to solve it, what hasn't worked. You know? Yeah, there and, was a recent problem here because we got a post, like a guy posted a whole bunch of like, hey, I got a problem with my, uh, I believe it was... JavaScript or something, but he posted like the entire HTML and CSS and all that kind of stuff. You know, it's like an entire page and like solve my problem. It's like right, what? yeah, yeah, and you know that's gonna, you know, I can't tell you the number of times I just kind of skip by stuff like that, and because first of all, I mean, you know, a lot of times I'm, you know, I mean, I'm working during the day and and uh, uh, I may have a few minutes, you know, mm-hmm. where where you know I got you know I got. I'm waiting for something to happen or whatever, and I'll hop on, and, and if I can solve a quick problem, great. But if I see something like that, then I'm, there's no way I can go through and look at and all that stuff. And, uh, and, and the other thing is, you know, we're not there to, to write code for you. So, uh, you know, if, you, if you're just posting, hey, you know, give me the solution to this, uh, that's, that's not – and for, the other thing is it, it demonstrates that you're not really looking to learn how to, to solve the problem yourself. No, you know. On the other hand, we need to remember, you know, if if they if they could do all those things and break break the problem down into the small components, and say, well, this is what I tried and uh, it didn't work, <clears throat> they'd probably take the next step of finding the solution themselves. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, it's it's a little bit of a balance, but basically, I guess the message is that, uh, you know, uh, if you're trying to learn the language, whatever the language is, if it's PHP, C plus um, plus. Uh, HTML or or JavaScript or, or CSS, whatever it is, you know, if you if you mm-hmm. just show that you're making some effort, uh, you know, people will be a lot more willing to to give you a hand. And um, and the thing is that you will learn it faster mm-hmm. you know, if you're you're you know because it's like I said before, people learn mostly from their mistakes. And uh, so if you if you put in the effort to make those, you know to try to solve it, you're going to make these mistakes. When somebody does say, well, how about this, and that works, you're going to remember that, as opposed to if they if you just posted the, this thing and somebody said, well, yeah, here's the answer, uh, you're not going to remember it um, because it, it just won't make, make an impression on you. Uh, you have to be a little bit invested in it. And... Um, uh, Let's see. Um, I don't know. Do you have any? any yeah. yeah. Any well, you mentioned about uh, like uh, PHP. You said it's it's easy for you. Well, uh, there's a lot of uh, controversy around PHP. Like uh, P- 
people mention, uh, I heard professional developers say that uh, PHP is a language that is very poorly organized and structured. Like, it's very complicated yeah. to do stuff over there. So what do you think about it? I think that, that, that every language has problems. Um, and PHP has some problems, you know, with inconsistency in, in naming functions, for example. You know, a lot of people don't like that. Uh, I, that doesn't bother me a lot. Uh, sometimes it does, but <laughs> mostly. <laughs> and and um, uh, I tend to, to think, though, that, that PHP has the, the, the biggest hit to its reputation is, is really from the fact that, that uh, a lot of new people, you know, there's a lot of new people on it, more so than probably with any other language. Mm -hmm. And that's because it's so um, easy to start and, and because, you know, graphic designers, well, well I need to do a little uh, PHP and, and they'll, they'll insert it in amongst, in with their HTML. Mm -hmm. You see a lot of people doing inline uh, uh, HTML and, and, um, and PHP. It's surprising to me that you don't see as much of that with HTML and JavaScript, you know, <laughs> because JavaScript is something that gets sent to the browser. It's processed by the browser. And so it would make more sense to me if people were doing the, the JavaScript in line with the HTML um, than, than it does, you know, it's doing... Yeah, doing separating it. PHP files. <laughs> right. Um, and uh, the thing about it is, I, I think that you know, if if I were designing PHP, if I you know if I were the, one of the, one of the one of these guys developing it, mm -hmm. you know, the first thing I'd want to do would be to remove the ability to to just you know uh, to have <laughs> HTML and 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 uh, and PHP in the same file, and <laughs> and uh, and and really, and and I think that's because uh, and it it's convenient though. I mean, I use it sometimes. I try not to, but but sometimes it's just convenient, especially if you're doing something short and and it doesn't really matter, and you know because hey, it's not going to be that big. I can I can figure it out no matter what. It's just not going to be that big a project. Then great, you know you can you can do that. But what what happens is that that new people will will really confuse the fact that the PHP is processed on on the server, and and by the time the HTML gets HTML gets to the the browser. Mm -hmm. PHP has basically forgotten all about that. It it has no access to it anymore. It's it's gone. It's it's sent to the browser and it's no more. You know, just not there anymore. So you can't think of it like you know I did this and, and the PHP and uh, the the uh, the browser. You know, the, the HTML changed something and the PHP didn't catch it. Well. Of course, it didn't catch it because, you know, the, it, by the time the browser does something to it, PHP has forgotten all about you. you and you know, mm. with the with the only exception being, you know, if you've set, um, you know, set a session or if you've uh, you know stored stuff in a in a cookie or updated database mm. or whatever. But but that's you're not really in PHP, you know, at that point really. Um, you know, so. Uh, I think I think that's the thing. That's the one thing that really uh, causes people. Then, so because what happens is then, if you look at the, at the code that, that these, if somebody who develops in C plus plus or mm -hmm. C sharp yeah. or Objective C something like that, if, if you know that's their main thing, and then they see some code 
written by somebody um, who you know really doesn't you know know any other language, and they you know it has some uh, somebody breaking in and out of PHP and uh, and amongst a, a bunch of uh, a bunch of HTML, it looks like an ungodly mess, and mm-hmm. and uh, and it is. I mean, <laughs> you know, I can't tell you the number of times when you know I've looked at something and I said. No wonder, you know, of course you can't figure out the problem. You can't even find where the code that you're, you know, that's causing the problem is. Yeah, where, where the variables are. I mean. Right. Uh, and and um, it's just so, because it just, it just all begins to look the same. And um, the one thing that they haven't done at that point is broken the problem, the bigger problem, down into a series of smaller problems. And, and if you're breaking in and out of, of PHP uh, and, and inserting a bunch of HTML, you you aren't you're obviously not doing that. And, and like I said, in some cases it doesn't matter if you're if you're not doing that. But uh, when you see somebody having a problem and they post it on uh, you know on uh, Dream and Code, mm-hmm. uh, that is that's the main problem right there usually. Uh, I mean, there, there's probably something more specific where, you, okay, you've made this mistake or, you know, whatever it is. But the the overall problem is that you, you don't have any structure to your code. And mm-hmm. I think when you, when you first learn to program, you know, a lot of people, well, I think mo- most people, when you first learn to write code, you, you, you start off with, well, how do I do this, whatever yeah. this is? And I mean, a little thing. And what's, you know, what's the command to do this? Or what's the function? What do I what do I call? What do I do? Um, and um, yeah, and you put it all in one method. Like I remember myself, like when I started with Visual Basic six, like whatever I learned, like like you said, like hey, I need this function or I need this call. It was all inside the main method. Right. Yeah. You you need to and you need to break it out and you because and not that the computer cares, by the way. You know, you could potentially write, you know, so you can write something that works. That's just a nightmare to try to edit. Yeah, well, yeah. you think uh, about reusing it, like, in maybe, like, in a month or in a week, you're going to, like, add something to the program. And when it's in right. one method, it's it's impossible. Right. Well, you know, I, and I think that that's the progression you, you try to, you hope to make, anyway, or should hope to make, is is that you start off with, okay, how do I do this one thing? And then when you get to the point where you're not always wondering, you know, what's the command to do this? You start looking at your code and go, okay, well, you know, how can I separate this functionality from that functionality, and and uh, in a way that that I will be able to recognize it. And then you you start learning, okay, I'm going to use functions to do, to do that. I'm going to create my own functions, you know, that. That will break this thing down, mm. and then then a little later on, you you start using classes and and, and other other methods to to, um, uh, to to separate out the different uh, capabilities, so mm. that that you can you can get this to work. You know, uh, um, so somebody uh, recently you know had a, there was a a topic uh, I don't know a couple months ago or, or something mm. about uh, you know. Uh, what is uh, I think it was oh, I forget what, it, what the topic was, but basically had to do with um, you know if you're going to use OOP, uh, which is object oriented programming, yeah. um, 
my my feeling is that um, you know I, I mean I like to use a class uh, you know whenever possible, <laughs> uh, but it, even even on a smaller project I'll do that. It, but I'm not worried about is it is this really you know because there was a question came on well is that really object oriented because my my feeling is you know I'm I'm not concerned with you know doing any sophisticated trick with it you know I'm, I don't care if I'm overloading uh, uh, methods mm-hmm. or anything like that um, uh, you know people get into you know dealing with polymorphism and stuff. Uh, th- those things are nice. Um, and it, if I'm using them, great. Uh, if not, I don't care either because my main goal in, in using it is to break things down and, and separate things and make make it easier for me later on. And um, uh, so, I, you know, I'll tend to treat, like, the user is an object. Mm. And the, the user has different capabilities and um so i you know and sometimes i'll include you know html in the uh, although i'll tend to echo them which a lot of guys don't like you know um i'll echo the html from a method for the user which isn't you know which isn't always approved of because if you want to do uh mvc uh you know method view controller uh yeah, there's a bit of a different approach over there. Yeah, a little different approach, and and um, uh, but it, but it'll work for me, and and that's the main thing that I can sit down and and, and go through and and figure that out. Uh, even if I haven't commented anything, I'm gonna know. You know, I'm gonna know by the function name. I'm gonna know by, huh. by the the class name. I'm gonna know by all kinds of different things. You know that okay, yeah, this is where I want to go and look for something. You know, and and I'll t- and I do kind of use um, some of the MVC stuff. I mean, I you know, I'm going to have uh, developing a site right now mm-hmm. where you know I got uh, trying to do everything from the index to or not everything, but a lot of things mm-hmm. right uh, the index ph you know p file. Yeah, right? it, I tend not to think of things in terms of pages which a lot of graphic designers tend to do uh where you um you know you click on a link and you go to you know from this uh the index.html file to the um i don't know the uh yeah well some like posts php or somewhere, somewhere there, right you, you're going to go from one one page to another and and uh you know i'd rather use uh use some ajax and 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 if somebody clicks on the link, the the whole page doesn't have to change. You know, you you, you just uh, um, update that one portion of yeah. the screen. Yeah, that's and, exactly where MVC comes to. Right. Yeah. So I'm doing some of those you know things. Um, I guess you know. I guess that's why I don't like in PHP using frameworks. Come to think of it, too mm-hmm. much because they'll kind of keep you to that rigid uh, thing. Again, when when you're working with a group of people, though, you kind of need to yeah need to, to adapt to the group approach. Right. Yeah. So, but when I'm doing something on my own, uh, if I know that I can go back and and 
fix it later on with no problem, then I'm I'm am pretty satisfied with it. And I and I like to think anyway that most of the stuff that I write, somebody else could come back, you know, to it and and figure it out pretty easily too. Mm. Um, you know, and I kind of get that sense, you know, just from helping people, you know, uh, you know, on Dreaming Code, you know, when I, if I write something, usually people understand it <laughs> although i'm not you know it's not a full-blown uh, yeah it's still, yeah still it's readable it, and it's it has good quality code that's right so that and so that's that's the main thing i think that's when when you write something you know obviously you want it to work but there that's not that's not even close to enough you know it, yeah so that it works is is you know that's just the 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 basic requirement and then the next thing is that uh, that it's going to work um, efficiently, and and you're going to be able to to make change changes to it. Because you know, I mean, who's written code that they haven't had to deal with later on? You know, yeah, <laughs> I have. I mean, every almost everything I've ever written, you know, you're going to want to come back and, and make a change. Things will be different. You know, you want to you want to reuse the code in some other project. You know, um, if you've written it you know, in a clear, concise manner, uh, then you'll be able to do that. And if you haven't, then you got to redo the whole thing from scratch. Again, yeah. Like scratch. And then you're just creating more work for yourself and you're not necessarily going to get anything more out of it. You know, uh, yeah. as far as a better understanding of what you're doing, um, you're doing the same, you, you know, it's going to be a little repetitive and, uh, yeah, but speaking about yeah, speaking about reuse, like how do you personally reuse code? Like, do you have like a um, I don't know code snippet management system, or are you just like organizing code in libraries, Notepad files, maybe? Like, yeah, um, well, I, you know, I tend to to um, you know I keep a lot of the stuff I, I've written in in PHP files. I'm you know I try to be good about naming. Mm-hmm. things in a way that, that I'm going to understand. You know, if, if I've got a, a class, you know, I'm going to, it might be, you know, something underscore class dot PHP. So, you know, I'm going to know what my classes are. I'm going to know what my, um, you know, my, uh, if I do, I might just have a function, you know, mm-hmm. and have a, you know, um, put that in the name those kinds of things, um, just to help you keep them organized. But uh, I try to write it too, though that that I'm gonna I'm not gonna use um, necessarily use that that exact code. I'm gonna write it and and because you want to try to find a better way of doing things. Mm-hmm. You don't want it to be, you know. Uh, yeah, like something you knew same four years ago, maybe updated now, so you know like a better way to do it. Right. So, you know, but so I want to be able to just, you know, copy what I had and and make change. And, and again, it comes down to being writing it in a way that you will understand it so that you can go through and and update it so that, you know, hey, I just found this function I, I didn't know mm-hmm. about. And I can, you know, go in and, and update that. So maybe the code will run a little faster now. Um, take up less space, mm. uh, and um, 
I think that to me, programming is all about about organizing your thoughts. You know, you need to be able to to uh, create a system that that you know um, that you can understand. Um, yeah. So that you know where things are, basically. Yeah. Uh, whether it's in a file or, or you know in a folder, you kind of you need to be able to to sort through it. And um, it's hopefully you do it in a way that it doesn't appear to other people that it's uh, just a mess. Mm. So we yeah. So we touched this topic of organization, and mm -hmm. if it's web development, so what's your opinion on uh, auto generated markup, like uh, people using like especially beginners? They're like, okay, I'm gonna use, I'm gonna. Like yeah, exactly. That that thing produces such a messy code. Like yes, it does. Yeah, yeah it tends to. I, you know, I mean, I I think I've used it like once, <laughs> um, but from what you know, I've ended up working with other people who are using it, and uh, obviously because you can't really get away from it. But uh, it seems to me that it, it just um, loves to to put tables in. Uh, at least you know that's what I, I've that's that's the code that I've seen it generate anyway. Um, and and uh, to me, I, you know, I think that if you're going to you know on the on the web part of it on the HTML stuff, you know, I look I, I look at a uh, like a div as being uh, a box essentially, mm -hmm. and 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 it it's a or not a box but a um, a rectangle, mm -hmm. and um, you know, I mean, with CSS, you can round the corners and stuff, but it's still a rectangle. And and so every every div that you have on, on your in your HTML is going to have dimensions. Mm. Uh, you know, x and y. It's going to have a width. It's going to have a height. Um, and then it's going to have its its z in, z index. You know, whether how far away from you on the screen it is. You know, whether it's frontmost or a layer or two behind something. And <clears throat> And if you start messing, throwing tables in there, you know, the way that Dreamweaver tends, tends to do it, or at least I think it's Dreamweaver, maybe it's, maybe it's the graphic designers I've worked with, but, uh, but it, it, you know, it, it'll have a table going through a div and mm -hmm. ending in, in another div. And to me, that's, it's just the, the best way to end up confusing yourself, you know, three months down the road when you haven't seen this code in, in a while. You know, is to do stuff like that, and and I would, you know, if I'm going to use a table, mm -hmm. and which I mean, there are times. I mean, if you're going to like generate a calendar, and I just did one, you know, to generate a, a quick calendar, and and okay, I used a table for the calendar, but that that whole calendar is fitting inside a div, mm -hmm. you know, and so now I can move that around anywhere I want on the screen just by moving the div, mm -hmm. and and the the code that created the calendar doesn't need to know anything about that. You know, yeah, and, and that's the beauty of it. And and if you think about it, it's just another way that that you know now HTML is, as it, as it improves, it basically is improving by breaking things down into smaller components that can be uh, managed more easily. Mm. You know, and and that's you know it's it's that engineering approach that I think that that a lot of times graphic designers lack. I mean, you know, it's not that. It's not that engineering is, is better. It's just better at that. 
you know, yeah. as, as somebody with a more of an engineering background and, and bent, um, I, I hate to do the, uh, the design part of this. <laughs> you know, I just know that, you know, if, if my, if I do that and my wife looks at it, she's going, Oh, that's ugly. You know? <laughs> because I have yeah. no, I'm not an artist. I'm not, I'm not, uh, I'm not a graphic designer and I'm not saying, you know, um, I'm not trying to say, Hey, I can do everything they can do. And, and, the, uh, the graphic designer kind of needs to understand that, you know, unless they're thinking like the, the engineer, they really can't do that, that portion. Not that they could never do it, but they need to stop and think, okay, now I'm, go- I'm going into an area that, that's outside of my, my realm. Uh-huh. You know, well, just like me, if I'm trying to do the graphic design stuff, I'm like, you know, it, you know, tell me, tell me how to, you know, what you want it to look like, you know, this, you want the box of this size and stuff, mm-hmm. and I'll put it there, whatever it is. And, uh, but, but don't ask me to make those decisions on, on, you know, where they should be and what it, what it should look like and, and, you know, uh, how, all that stuff, because I'm not, I'm just not, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah I gotta do it. Yeah. Well, and, 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 and so, so as a graphic designer, if the, you have a graphic designer doing this, they need to say, okay, well, I need to start thinking about this in a different way. I need to start thinking about it like an engineer. I need to think, think, okay, I need to break this down into, into these, um, into its basic components, you know, into its elements and, 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 and fix each element one at a time. And, and at the end of fixing all those things, I'll come out with the, the finished product that, that I want. Yeah. And, or at the very least, I'll come up with something that, okay, now as a designer, I can change it <laughs> because I know what the different elements are and say, no, maybe that's in the wrong place or it's the wrong color or it's the wrong shape, whatever it is, you know, uh, but you'll be able to make the, ch- the changes that you need because it'll be, because your code will be organized so yeah. that you can do that. So, so yeah, what, what tools do you use for development? Speaking of which, like uh, IDEs, servers? Um, you know, uh, for, well, for PHP, I, I use Text Wrangler, uh, oh. which is just, it's a text editor on the Mac. Um, I, you know, that's, you know, pretty much it. <laughs> uh, the, for, for, you know, JavaScript, I'll use Text Wrangler as well. Um, Safari's got, got a nice, uh, little debugger in it i'm not i don't do a lot of javascript so i don't get too much into that stuff because again once you once you get into that you tend to be working on the graphic design stuff mm-hmm. and i tend not to not to want to yeah so want. your your personal opinion is like uh do you think that ides like many i see a lot of questions lately even in the php forums there were a bunch of them like what's the best ide uh, so yeah, do you think it yeah. matters? I no, yeah, especially for beginners, it doesn't matter. You know, I, I think that um, that later on, it, you know, but that the problem is when when you get into if you you get into business, you know, mm-hmm. then it doesn't matter either because you're going to use the one that the company's using, <laughs> and that's uh-huh. it. <laughs> so it doesn't matter. You just use the one they've got, and and if they want to make a change, well, then you know. Um, you're gonna, you know, 
and he's the new one. Uh, he may have some input on the new one, but generally, uh, it, it isn't going to matter for for those reasons. That as a beginner, you shouldn't be using one at all because you need to learn all the basics. And as uh, as somebody you know working for somebody, you're going to use what they have, and and that's it. Um, so I, I think that uh, it's it's a bit of a moot point or question, really. Uh, you know, it, you just have to deal with what you and and that's the thing is if you if you're learning. You should always be learning something about, about what you're doing, and, you know. And when you stop, then stop learning. Then you should get mm. out of it, <laughs> find something else to do, you know. But um, <clears throat> so, you know, when, when you're learning, you, you should you should try to do as much as you can on your own. Uh, and then when you when you need to do it for business, then you worry about you know um, using the framework or or ID. Yeah, uh, that um, that they you know that they have and that, that they want you to use, but um, the most important thing is just to learn how to solve problems. You know, there's a, a I posted the link to this uh, this some site. I don't know that, who the guy is even, but mm-hmm. you know, um, it's you know, what have you tried, Matt uh, Gemmel? Uh, uh, it's uh, find that um, MattGemmel.com. Uh, uh, you know. I'll send you the link to it. But uh, you know, I post a, a few times when people when people post in the you know um, uh, my 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 website isn't working or what my whatever isn't working, please help. And that's all they have, you know. <laughs> like, mm. well, what try? You know, um, because and and the thing is that if you read read his articles, you know, he says, uh, you know, you'd better be prepared to answer the question, what have you tried? If you're going to ask somebody in a forum, you know, and well, you know what have you tried? Because because that's going to tell us right right away whether you're serious enough about you know finding the solution as opposed to just asking for somebody you know to give you the answer. Because if we give you the we know if we just give you the answer, you're going to come back again. Asking yeah, for, asking the same question. Yeah. And, yeah. Oh, I and, just I just found the link. Yeah, it's madgamble.com slash two thousand eight slash twelve slash boy. Yeah. And and um, yeah, I mean that's a, you should. Uh, I recommend everyone read that. Yeah, I'll um, put it in the show notes. I guess. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it, because it, it's it's one of those things. If you're a beginner, you should read it so you know these are the things I should not be doing, you know, <laughs> and these are the things that I should be doing if I'm if I want to get help. And then uh, for for uh, even if you're not a beginner, you should be reading it because you know. Um, he kind of he gives you an insight into you know what 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 was this guy thinking when he just posted this you know please you know give me the answer thing <laughs> and and and, uh, and you know that you, that um, you you already know or most people know you, you really shouldn't be answering those questions yeah for them. well we mostly because, yeah we mostly get them locked and or deleted right yeah well that's you know I, I, personally I think that uh, that. A new user, somebody who's, who's only you know got less than a, I don't know, maybe five posts or something. It, you know, there ought to be a, a thing where if if they aren't using the code tags, <laughs> yeah, that is one you know, thing. It should, yeah. back, it should bounce back to them and say, you know, you you haven't posted any code here. Why not? And and you know maybe give them the option to, all right, have a moderator look at it <laughs> before where everyone else sees it. Because yeah. that, that is, I think that's a that's a kind of a problem. And, and I, I kind of think 
although I spend probably more time on that site on the on the PHP form than anything else. Mm. Uh, but it, it seems like to me anyway that, that PHP gets more of that than than the others. Mm. And then again, I think it goes back to the the reason why PHP tends to have a uh, uh, large a worse user base. Rotation. Yeah. What's that? A large user base. Uh, yeah, well, it's not that it's large. It's so much as it, it has a this this um, poor reputation amongst people who write in in more um, strongly typed, more structured languages. You know, where you you can't uh, uh, insert another language in the middle of it, you know, kind of thing, which, which you know you do with HTML and and um, <clears throat> so the the you, you get this combination of them seeing code that, that looks like a mess and uh, and then people you know posting those you know yeah, yeah like okay just me, solve please it. give me yeah. questions yeah exactly it, it kind of hurts the uh, the language but but I, you know I think it's, it is a problem for all languages in general I just think PHP has it you know mm. more so uh, because it's like I said before it's easy for people to get started in and and then they kind of take the um, that procedural uh, the approach, know, yeah. approach thing, uh, start out, you know, just trying to sl slip some PHP inside some HTML. Um, they get confused by it, and you know, it's just uh, yeah. So it's, it's in, a problem. In this case, like, uh, what would be a good way to, for someone to? Uh, get started in web development like someone says okay uh i want to do php what would be your like kind of like let's say a uh map to tell okay so you want to start you got to do this this well, that. yeah I, well i would say um especially in the beginning mm -hmm. treat treat it like you know you know the old saying you know if you're when you're a carpenter every if you know everything if you got a hammer, everything looks like a nail. Yeah. <laughs> um, do that. You know, if, you, if you're going to do it in PHP, do everything in PHP. Everything you possibly can, right? Mm -hmm. In PHP, don't don't worry about the HTML. Don't even don't think about don't break out of PHP at all. Do everything in PHP. Um, don't worry about whether your your HTML is is going to, you know, whether, whether it would be valid HTML. Or anything you can you know just output as your browser and it doesn't matter if if you've got the doc types and all that stuff in there um, don't have any any JavaScript you know don't do anything so until you get to the point where you're really comfortable doing all this PHP stuff then you start worrying about okay well maybe I'll throw in some JavaScript and if you're gonna if you're gonna now you're doing the JavaScript okay well bef actually before you do the JavaScript I'm sorry you should then switch over to if you if you want to do JavaScript next, switch over to and everything do everything you can in JavaScript, and don't think of don't worry about going to a server or anything. You're just loading this file up in, in the browser and and executing your JavaScript and get that to work and do all the things. And okay, you know um, maybe a little before that actually you probably want to do the HTML stuff and do everything you can in HTML. Right, and get get good at those, and if you can do that for you know, I don't know, a few weeks or maybe longer, depends on you know how 
technically you are, you, you can get to the point where you're, you're pretty comfortable with those things. And then now when you're, when you're comfortable with each one of those mm-hmm. things, and, and there are other technologies, obviously, that you might, somebody might want to do flash, although I wouldn't <laughs> I do HTML5 stuff. But, um, uh, you know, whatever it is, if you want to add it in, do it. Do that one thing and do only that thing until you're comfortable with that thing. And, and then when, when you've got a, a group of technologies that you're comfortable with, mm-hmm. uh, <clears throat> now start trying to integrate them. You know, if you if you say, okay, well, let's just take PHP, JavaScript, and, and HTML. You, you do those. And, um, uh, and all right, maybe you throw in some CSS and stuff, and you're good at that. And you go, okay, what now? Well, now, okay, you, you got JavaScript and you got PHP, throw in some Ajax, right? Mm-hmm. And whatever it is, just, and you can, and it's not, there's certainly no problem finding problems to solve, you know. Uh, you can you can find them on your own. You can find them on the Dream and Code website. Plenty of people asking for help. Um, sometimes newbies forget that hey, you know, uh, you might you might actually be able to to help somebody else. You know, you don't just you shouldn't just post your questions. You should see if you can answer somebody else's because that's a good way to learn. And um, uh, you know, I mean, you don't want to put something up that's nonsense. But hey, you know, if if you uh, if you find somebody that's got a problem. If you can solve it and actually get it to work on your system, then then post the answer, and you're gonna learn because you're gonna learn better. You know, you're gonna you're gonna post your answer, and maybe maybe it works, but it isn't the best answer. Well, somebody else is probably gonna post theirs, right? And you're gonna see, oh well, that works even better, right. and then you're gonna learn it. You're gonna learn it faster. You're gonna learn it better and deeper, and, and it's gonna stick with you. And um, you know th- that's why you know. Uh, like I said, I, I've, I've been dealing with computers since, you know, well, my first touch the computer, I was in high school in 1979, but, you know, first programming course was in 1980. Um, I don't feel like, you know, I, I know all of any language. Mm-hmm. Uh, fortunately, you don't need to. You need to know how to write code, you know, which, again, it goes back to the breaking things down into smaller components solving those one at a time and when you get to the point where you know if you once you i think if you start off and you learn let's say okay you started off with php and you say okay i'm going to do some javascript um you're going to see that those languages aren't aren't really terribly different it's more you know it's a difference in style more than anything else uh, a lot of times and and um you know, a for loop is a for loop, for example. You know, mm. <laughs> and, and and they look almost identical. You know, PHP and JavaScript, for example. Um, you know, a switch is a switch. Uh, uh, an if statement is an if statement. Yeah. Those things are, you know, the the they're common to most languages, and and uh, you're gonna. So what you'll find is is if after you've done, you know, a couple a couple of different languages. You, you you should feel reasonably confident that you can go into, you know, if you've been doing, say, PHP and JavaScript, and you say, well, I'm going to try C++ now. Mm-hmm. You know, well, sh- it shouldn't be too big a leap for you. You know, um, yeah, you know, when you get into classes and stuff, uh, 
the syntax is different um, than you know between well between all three of them. Really. Mm. Um, but syntax is just syntax, you know, and um, you you know, I mean sometimes I'll I'll, I'll be writing something in in C plus plus and then go uh, do a little PHP and and you know forget to put the dollar sign in front of a variable name, but you know the, the, the compiler or the interpreter in this case is gonna is gonna tell you, <laughs> uh, you it's, so it's not that big a deal and 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 you you start thinking in terms of writing code as opposed to worrying about about the syntax. You know, uh, so you mentioned uh, HTML5 and Flash. So what's your opinion on HTML5 replacing Flash? I think it's inevitable. Um, I, I you know I, it's a, Flash requires a, a plugin for a browser, you know, and you, you can't. It's, it's it's just much better to not need a, a plugin for one thing, um, and uh, and and HTML5 is is a uh, you know the way I, you know I re, I remember when you know Netscape was the only basically the only browser available mm-hmm. and. Microsoft announced IE, and basically on the day that they announced IE, and, and you know that wouldn't be out for a year, but they announced they were going to give it away for free, and Netscape started you know losing um, top employees, and they started losing um, sales because at that point they were selling the browser mm-hmm. for I think something like twenty dollars, and all of a sudden they couldn't they couldn't sell it at all, you know, so they started losing money. Um, and, and Microsoft, you know, basically, uh, when they came out with it, they did things differently. They, they, you know, they didn't want to adhere to standards. They haven't wanted to for a long time. Now they're kind of coming back with IE9, hopefully, mm. <laughs> um, towards Internet standards. But I think, you know, we've got a chance now. You know, I remember basically from that point, by the way, when, you know, you, you started seeing some websites come out and it was saying, you know, the site's optimized for IE version whatever you know please upgrade and you'd get that if you were in netscape and i think that that <clears throat> what people should be seeing i hope to see more of now is people should start seeing websites saying that you know this site is optimized for html5 and css3 and uh you know your your browser you know uh, may not display everything properly please upgrade to a, a standards compliant browser and, you know, not that it shouldn't be pointing. I mean, the idea that, you know, people were pointing to IE back then mm-hmm. as the, you should upgrade to this, that, that, to me, that was just wrong. I mean, I don't want I don't want to see somebody pointing to, you know, um, I don't know, Chrome or Safari or, uh, mm-hmm. or Firefox. I, I want them to say, you know, hey, sorry, your, your browser doesn't, doesn't comply with Internet standards. Upgrade to one of these. <laughs> yeah, uh, so, something that's that's uh, that complies complies with uh, Internet standards because you know it just doesn't make sense to be writing code that that you know twice really, which is what you know you've had for for a long time now, where you got to write write it one way for Internet Explorer and one and another way for everyone else, you know. And mm-hmm. uh, I think that that kind of you know Flash is uh, just kind of part of that. You know, it's it's not in, in, in it's not a standard. Mm. You know, it's uh, it's proprietary. 
And, um, you know, not, I don't have anything against proprietary, but, but you can't kind of come off as like we're, you know, we're ubiquitous, we're everywhere, and everyone should be writing to our thing when we're, we're proprietary. It's, you know, it, it's not good for the user, it's not good for the developers, it's only good for, you know, for Flash. And, uh, and you know, there's a lot of stuff that, that HTML5 can do right now already, and it isn't complete yet. And, and you know, it, it's not just, you know, that it can show, uh, uh, you know, video you know that's that's nice and the, you know it's good that it can do that but it can do a lot of animation stuff too you know just between just geez you can even yeah. or you can with css and you know um you can do a lot of stuff you know there's another website i like to point people to um uh, uh, what is it, the css garden mm-hmm. um i just i don't have that i can't find it now it's, yeah there it is uh, css garden you yeah. know um, yeah, so if you go to cssengarden.com, you know, I think that's a great example of, of, of stuff, and although that one doesn't have a lot of, a lot of the animation in there, if you Google around or, or Yahoo, um, you know, use your uh, favorite uh, search engine, uh, you can find all kinds of, uh, of examples of HTML5 uh, and CSS3 uh, being used for, for all kinds of interactive stuff beyond just video. Uh, but the other thing is, when it does the video, for example, mm-hmm. you know the uh, system uses a lot less uh, of your of your. I mean, the, the the browser uses a lot less of your system resources. So that, I think that's good too. You know that uh, because well, yeah. especially with uh, um, portable devices, you know, uh, cell phones and uh, you know, like the iPad, um, those kinds of things. It's you can't you can't be um, using something that's going to use a lot of uh, a lot of battery power, which yeah. Flash so, does. So in that case, uh, do you think that uh, Steve Jobs' decision to ban Flash from uh, i i devices is a good idea? Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, I think that uh, <clears throat> it um, you know basically. Uh, the way he put it, I think, was that uh, that um, they'd asked for an example of Flash running well on a on a uh, cell phone, mm-hmm. and they never got it. And um, I, I, you know, I think that it's more than just just you know, if, if that had happened, if they'd come out with it and it worked well on a cell phone, uh, which you know, I, I, to my knowledge, it still hasn't happened. Mm-hmm. Um, it didn't. Then, yeah. what's that? No, I mean yeah. it didn't. Flash doesn't right, yeah. work good on any cell phone, as far as I right. know, as far so, as I tried. Right, and 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 so you know, but if that had happened, all right, then maybe maybe you know Adobe would have a case, but they but it didn't happen. It hasn't happened, and so they don't. And 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 the, really, I mean, that really had to happen like two or three years ago. It had to happen when the original iPhone came out what, in two thousand seven. At this point now. You know, Flash is is pretty long in the tooth, especially compared to CS. You know, uh, HTML5 and CSS3. Uh, you know, they're at the beginning of their their curve. You know, mm-hmm. and Flash is at the end of its its. its you know, it's basically outdated technology. 
And, um, you know, it may be that, uh, you know, a lot of, you know, graphic designers are used to using it, but, you know, the tools will come about for HTML5. And, and even if they don't, I mean, from my perspective, it's not that hard. You know, one of the things I love about the, because, you know, uh, things I love about CSS uh, stuff, uh, you know, the later CSS3 stuff, basically, uh, is is that it's so easy. You know, I can do things that with, with it um, that I wouldn't try have tried to do without it. Uh, because they were, you know, all right, it's graphical stuff and, and I'm not a graphic designer and, 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 uh, I'd rather do, you know, I'd rather be dealing with the database than, than the front end stuff. But it's, you know, it's like, it's so easy to do that. Well, if it comes out and it's, and it's ugly, I can change it anyway. I can have somebody look at it and say, well, I don't like that. Move this here or there. And, and I can do it quickly, easily. So, you know, it's like, I can almost be like a graphic designer, you know, <laughs> you know, even though I'm not, you know, I, I can have somebody tell me that, you know, oh, that, that's ugly, fix it. Mm. And what, what don't you like about it? And, uh, and they can say what they don't like and I can change it almost immediately. And sometimes, you know, right there, right then and there, because all you have to do is go in and, and edit your, uh, a CSS file. And, and, you know, because again, it's broken down into, tiny components you know you've got this this uh <clears throat> this um div that's got a you know certain style to it and you you know right where that style is in the file you can you, you know, or if you don't know you can find it because it's got a name you know <laughs> and you can just do a search for the name and boom you're right there and and it's just that little section of of code of css code that you need to modify and, and that's kind of the, the engineering aspect of it is it's been broken down into this tiny little problem for you to play with and, and, and solve it to your, you know, to you or to your or your uh, client's uh, satisfaction. Yeah, it makes it easier to maintain. Right, exactly. And, and so, you know, it's like, geez, I can almost be, you know, a graphic designer kind of thing. Uh, or at least I can, I can show it to a graphic designer and they can tell me what's wrong with it and I can fix it real fast you know <laughs> and uh um so that's you know that's pretty cool that's pretty cool stuff that, that you can you can do all these things without uh without having to work real hard at it and that um you know for for somebody who's been around computers a long time and you know <clears throat> yeah sometimes i'm amazed at how how much power we have how much how much how easily we can control that power. Yeah, it's like, even like 10 years ago, you would just think about it and it's like, oh, I remember people were saying that, you know, there's like a limit of, uh, how much there was? Like 640k for the memory? So, you, mm -hmm. yeah, like, you, you cannot go more than that. No, it's like, it's like the limit of the limits. And now, <laughs> and I was just well, thinking, it's like, what? That's, that's not... Yeah, well, I, I kind of, yeah, I remember... In 1989, I had a, a Mac 2CI with, uh, I had 8 megabytes of RAM on it. And I remember a lot of PC users at the time you know, would ask me, what do you do with all that memory? Yeah, it's like so much. You know? <laughs> because, you know, they, they couldn't go up above uh, 1 megabyte, I think, with, with, if they had the, uh, what was it, Mem, 
Mem Manager or something like that, or MEM 386 or something like that, I think it was called, that, that allowed you to go back beyond the 640K barrier up to a megabyte. And there I was with, a, with an 8 megabyte machine. And I, and I would say, well, I need at least 100 megabytes. That's, you know, 8 megs is not, not nearly enough. And they just looked at me like I was crazy. And now today, people are buying computers for home that have 4 gigabytes of RAM in them. Yeah, and I so need to, a, yeah, uh, just point that those people is like, ha, ah, yes. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, <clears throat> you know, it's been it's been quite a, uh, a ride the last 20, 30 years. So. Um, yeah, and I remember when having a one gigabyte hard drive, it's like Windows took like 200 megabytes and you got that SimCity game that took about around 10 megabytes and you were thinking like, hey, it's 10 megabytes, it's so expensive. And, true, now, yeah. and now you're like, okay, show me a game that takes 10 megabytes and I'll give you a free hug or something. Yeah. And again, though, you know, the more it can do, though, the more important it is that it's organized well, you know. Um, you know, you see, I mean, yeah, I'm guilty of it too. I get stuff all over my desktop half the time. <laughs> yeah, you know? I, I think this uh, is for pretty much every yeah. developer I know. So it's not, yeah, yeah it's something like yeah. you expect. But, but, you know, every once in a while you got to go through and you got to organize things. And, and, and it's not, you know, I think a lot of, you know, getting back to the beginners, uh, I mean, a lot of people starting out trying to learn this stuff, um, <clears throat> you know, they kind of think it's like, oh, I'm going to learn some super secret. Uh, uh, oops. Uh, you know, something super secret that, uh, that you know, is going to teach me what I need to know. And it's, no, it's just, it's orga getting organized. You constantly, it's a constant battle to, you know, keep keep your thoughts organized, keep your code organized. Keep your files organized. Keep, keep everything organized, and keep it simple. You know, keep uh, don't don't look for like the fanciest um, solution. Look for the the the, uh, the the simplest solution. Yeah, simplest solution. The, you know, and um, <clears throat> you know, like I said, the best best uh, uh, compliment I ever ever had was the guy telling me, you know, I could write this in ten minutes. Sure, you could type it in ten minutes. You couldn't write it, you know. <laughs> Believe yeah. me. And yeah, uh, yeah I, I learned. Uh, I think one. You know what? It's funny. When I was learning to to program in school, you know, this back in the eighties, I took a course, an art course. It was uh, um, something like, something like I can't remember the name, but I think it was something like Introduction to Film. And and I learned something in that class about computers that was really, you know, kind of profound for me was that the, the guy was talking about how if you're, you're the director of a film, right, mm -hmm. you are, you're in control of everything on the screen. So if, if, if there's a clock in the background and it's, you can see what the time is there, that's there for a reason, you know, that mm -hmm. everything, everything from, from that clock to, you know, maybe what the, what the, Star with the um, uh, not the star, but the, the the actors are wearing the costumes, the set. All of those things are are part of telling the story, you know. And and so there's information in all that stuff. And so when you're when you're writing something, right? You know, if you're like as far as like the users uh, that are going to use this thing, everything that you show them should be there for a reason. 
everything that you put down in code you know, should be there for a reason. It shouldn't be, you know, you shouldn't have any anything extraneous in there. It should, it should it should have a reason to be there. It should have a clear. You should be able to see the reason. Hopefully, mm. uh, when you in in reading the code, okay, yeah, I know why that's there. You know? if, and if you know why that's there, then you can you can make the changes you need to make when you need to make them. And you will if you if you do it for any length of time, you will need to go back and make a change. Mm. So. Yeah. So. Uh... We're going to get to another set of, like, there are two questions from the Dreaming Code. So the first one, I'm going to send you the link to a topic. It's about uh, getting a job uh, after graduation. So uh, how long did it take for you to get a job after graduation? Uh, well, you know, I think that to me that was, you know, I, I kind of got out of computers for a while because getting a job out of, out of um after graduation is, is, is especially I would imagine now would be very difficult mm -hmm. um, because you know there there are experienced people out there and um, yeah I see this person's looking for uh, you know PHP Java JavaScript HTML so yeah forth. yeah um, <clears throat> one of the problems is, is that you know and you you'll see on on Dream and Code there will be people. Uh, Hosting that, you know, I, I got this job and, uh, you know, I don't know any PHP, but I need to get this to work. And you wonder, well, how did you get that job? And it's probably because they were, maybe they were there and they were maybe just doing the HTML stuff or they're mm. doing, you know, some graphics or something, Photoshop. And, they, some, and the boss said, well, I need you to do this too. And they got thrown into this position. And, and you kind of had to compete with that, really, when you're, when you're looking for a job and you think, well, you know, I should be able to compete head to head with them easily, but they're already there. You know, and the, the boss doesn't have to go through personnel, you know, or HR, or whatever they're calling themselves these days, and 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 uh, um, and you, you don't have to. Run, they didn't have to run through that gauntlet of people who don't know really what PHP is or JavaScript. They've heard of HTML. Uh, they don't know what CSS is, and they're the ones that are making the decision about your your job. You know about whether or not you're qualified for this job, and so it, it can it really can be really frustrating. What I would say is is right now, you know, I mean, you got a, there are a lot of small businesses that that need things. And if you're if you're, um, you know, and, and I do some of that is is you know look around and, and find uh, new new um, you know little projects to do. And if you, you do that and you, you, you do a project for a small business here and there, one, you'll make a little money, uh, and, and two, uh, you might, you'll get some exposure that, uh, that you might not otherwise get. You, you might end up being one of those people that gets thrown into, into the job. And I, I think, you know, I mean, that, you know, in the job I'm in now, I kind of almost, that's kind of, kind of what happened was, you know, I mean, I, met this person they needed something done i did some work for them mm. and then one thing led to another and i you know got hired into doing this you know and and um uh that is kind of the way you know i i basically i guess what i'm saying is don't try to go in the front door you know mm. try to go work around it because the front door is loaded with people who are looking for a reason you know they're getting you know for any job right now you're getting you know uh what is it Five or six applic applicants for each job, and mm -hmm. those those crappy jobs. Right? 
and uh, and then the good jobs, you know, and if you and I think web development is a pretty good job, you know, you're probably going to have more people that want those jobs. So um, to try to go in in the front door, you know, if you're if you're you've got that college de- degree and you don't you can't say I've got you know five years of experience in in you know PHP or Java or JavaScript or whatever, mm-hmm. then they're gonna they're gonna look at yours and look at somebody else who says, Oh yeah, I've got, you know, five or more or whatever it is that and they're not gonna they're not gonna call you. So um and, and there's really not a lot you can do about that. You know, so you kinda need to work around it. You need to find, you know, I guess again it comes down to, you know, breaking it down into smaller components and solving them one at a time. You know, if uh, if you go off and, and, and do some freelance work on your own you know, um, I'd avoid, by the way, the, uh, you know, things like rent a coder and stuff like that. Cause you know, you, you got people, you know, offering to do the job for $5 or so, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and it's hard to compete with those people. I mean, when you see a job, like the problem I'm encountering with those sites is that when you look for a job and someone's like, Oh, Hey, you got to build this website, right? This CMS, for example, and you, mm-hmm. you're thinking like, okay, like I'm gonna estimate the time needed to the, do this, the effort. I'm gonna say, let's say, like a, I'm just gonna throw a price, like three hundred dollars. All right, so there's a price, and there jumps some person, like uh, not to discriminate anyone. So I'm not gonna name the country, but someone from another country or another place, and says, hey, I'm gonna do this for fifty bucks. Yeah. Well, sometimes they'll do it for five, yeah. Yeah, and it's like, okay, it's, uh, for for the person that hires him, it's obvious that he'll hire the guy that asks for cheap, like the cheaper price. Yeah. So it's not like and, the, yeah. Yeah, and and what he's probably got is he's probably got some some code, you know, that's already been written, that kind of works, and he's going to try and customize it really quickly, and dump it on this guy, and hopefully it'll do the job, and it, it probably won't. But he probably knows that, and he, and he says, "Well, you know, uh, that's done. Um, you know, you got my five dollars. Now it's going to cost you more, you know, if you want." Yeah, the, for the to, you know? Yeah, to add some functionality. Right. So you know, yeah, you, he, he's usually going to have problems if you. And, and the thing is, if you're, it surprises me that people don't expect to have problems. If somebody comes along and says, "Yeah, I'll do the job for five bucks." They're probably not going to do a good job, you know. Yeah. Um, and 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 the way I look at it is, if, if somebody's confident in their skills, there's no way they're going to offer something that cheap. If, you know, if they think that they're good enough to do the job, they're gonna they're gonna want to make a decent amount of money on it. You know, they're not going to you know uh, charge you through the nose, but they're gonna you know they need to make a they need to make a living at it. They need to make decent money. And so I, I would think, but then again, I guess, I guess that's thinking too logically about it. You know, sometimes, you know, if, if they could think logically about it, they might write the code themselves and not need to hire anyone. But um, it's a, yeah, it's a tough thing though. You know, and what you might do is try to find jobs working for small businesses in your area. You know, that, um, you know, if you're, if you, uh, I don't know, if you're, you know, you got like a, a local florist or, a, or, you know, you go to the gym and your trainer's got his own website or something, you know, those kinds of things. If you could, cause a lot of times those guys, you know, those people have 
they may have a website, may not. And if they do have one, it's probably, you know, something that they haven't updated in six months or a year or more. And, you know, they'd like to get it going and do, do stuff, but they don't know how. And, and if you could fix it for them, you know, um, you can, you know, you can get the credit for that and, and you can get paid for it for one. And you, and you might put your name on there as part of the deal. So, you know, I'm going to have my name on the website so I can, when I do send a resume in to somebody, you know, I can send a link to that, you know, say, yeah, this, these are some of the things I've done, you know, which works really well if you're, if you're a graphic designer type, <laughs> because then you can, you know, they can just see what it looks like, you know, a little harder if you're doing the PHP stuff, um, cause they're never going to see the code and they're not going to know, you know, yeah. what it's doing. But, um, but yeah, you, you kind of need to, to work around it. I mean, uh, especially now, um, really the last couple of years, I guess it's been mm. yeah. a tough time. But. And uh, there is another question here. I'm sending you the link. It's uh, about math knowledge. And uh, OPS, about what level of mathematics do you need when you uh, start programming? So your personal opinion, like you, you said about uh, at the beginning that you are working on mathematical models. So personally, yeah. uh, what do you think about uh, the importance of math and programming? Um, yeah, it, it, it's it's hard to separate them. You know, mm -hmm. I think that um, uh, math. I mean, math is a way of thinking that that is kind of it's pretty important to uh, to programming. You know, and not that they're the same, but um, you need to you need to think logically. I mean, logic is what I mean. You can kind of think of that as a branch of mathematics. Um, you could think of programming as, as a branch of mathematics. Mm. Uh, it's um, I mean obviously if you're just going to be if you're going to do um, you know web design you can get away with without you know knowing a lot of math, mm. but still I mean. Just look, think about web design, though. It's geometry. Mm. You, are, you don't need to be able to do a, 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 a proof, a, you know, a, um, you don't need to prove that two divs are the same size or anything. Or, you know. yeah, yeah. But you need, you need to understand, you know, the basics of it. You, you know, you, you, a lot of times you're going to move things around, what, by, by pixels? Or by uh, percentage, yeah. so there's just basic, some very basic math there, but um, uh, you know, I think the more it's like anything else, though, the more you know, the easier things become for you, and and so uh, you know, if you say, well, I'm just going to learn the minimum I need to do, and, you know, the minimum amount of math I need to know. To, to do this job, mm. it's going to be harder for you because, you know, if you know more than that minimum, then you know things that, that may not come up today, may not come up tomorrow, but at some point will be an issue, you know, and, um, and, and if you know the, the answer, just, it's going to be easier for you. Mm. Uh, it's easier, it's easier to be able to, um, 
Okay. Well, for example, let's say you wanted to do uh, games. Mm-hmm. You know, a well, lot yeah, of games. There's heavy math. Games. Yeah. You know, and and so you you need to, you need to know the the equations for projectile motion. You know, for one thing. Yeah. You know, uh, you, you're you're going to have uh, you know things in 3D and stuff. You you need to know. Um, <clears throat> You need, you need to be able to tell the distance from one point to another. Yeah, know, plus the velocity. Out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, there's all these things that, are, you know, you may not use for for quite some time, but then it'll come up and it's important then. And what do you do? Now you got to spend time researching this thing that that if you'd known these things to begin with, oh, we're getting lightning here. We may, uh, <laughs> may get cut off. Um, but... Uh, you know, if you if you'd done the research, uh, or if you knew it before, you wouldn't have to do the research, basically, and you'd be able to do more. And um, yeah, so at least like the calculus course is very important in programming, like what you learn, like logarithms, uh, graphs, equations. Well, yeah. well for one of the th- when we're doing um, mathematical modeling, we're dealing with differential equations. Uh, all yeah. the time, you know. So, uh, you, you know, it's really critical there. Uh, again, if you're doing games, you're going to be dealing with. Um, well, you can probably be dealing with some differential equations as well as the, you know, you're going to take the differential of uh, really just well, projectile motion equations. Um, you're going to have um, all kinds of things with three-dimensional space. It's geometry. It's algebra. It's calculus. All these things are, are are really important. If you're dealing with with arrays, mm-hmm. you know, there's some basic math there. Matrices, matrix man- manipulation, is important again in three dimensional. Um, yeah, three D programming. You know, yes, yeah. there's a lot. So it's it's just a it's just another area that that you need to be aware of. Um, I mean, there's even some math in dealing with databases. You know, it's kind of good to be able to calculate, you know. Yeah, well, all those, like, yeah, the proportion, proportions and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Right. So it's just, it's, it's um, yeah, I mean, if, if you, if you, um, I, I guess it, it, it depends on the attitude, you know. Uh, if, if your attitude is, is that, you know, I don't want to deal with math, and and then programming probably isn't going to be for you. You know, if you if it's like, well, you know, you know, I've had trouble with calculus or whatever mm. in the past, then um, but I'm willing to go for it and, and figure this stuff out because you know because I really like doing this stuff. Then then great. You know, then you probably be able to figure it out. But you don't want to start off with the attitude that yeah, I just want to stay away from that as much as I can because that's a there's there's an awful lot of areas of programming that are going to involve math. You know, things that I can't even think of off the top of my head here, but um, but they're there. And um, uh, you know, I I, <clears throat> I did uh, I do some um, uh, tutoring, mm-hmm. math tutoring actually, for uh, you know, um, and and I was tutoring uh, these kids that were basically like. Sixth grade, you know, fifth, sixth grade, and mm-hmm. 
uh, you know, and I asked them to, to, as part of their first homework assignment, to, mm -hmm. uh, to find something that had absolutely no math in it. And the reason I asked them to do that is I wanted them to understand that it's really everywhere. You can't find anything that has no math of any kind in it. Everything has something to do with math. You know, from music, which is basically just, you know, frequency and amplitude. Yeah, geometry, all the kind yeah. of stuff. And I, you know, everything, everything. So, uh, you know, cooking has math in it. Yeah, like the, <laughs> yeah once again, the mass is the proportion. Um, yeah. So it's just, it's just incredibly important to everything. And, um, you, you know, if you, if you want, you can do kind of trial and error and, and, and get, you know, let's say if you're simulating uh, a ball bouncing, you can do trial and error and make it go up and down faster and slower and make it, eventually you get it to look realistic. But if you just know the equations to use, it'll come up, it'll do that a lot faster, you know, yeah, and it's much more realistic looking. Yeah, just plug it in over there, and it's yeah, exactly. It's yeah. So it, it, it's surprising to me that like uh, as you said, many people were like, like when in high school they were like, okay, well I like programming, but let's just, I just can't wait to like get done with high school to to like forget about math. So like it's, it's not gonna happen. It's it's no, yeah, it isn't. It's everywhere, and um, yeah. So that's. I guess yeah, that's the thing. Is it, you just have to accept that it's in everything, and um, and you need it. <laughs> it's just it's just the way it is. Yeah. Well, uh, this I think is the end of our podcast for uh, this specific episode. And this was Chris Tui. It was it it was very nice talking to you. There's like a lot of interesting topics touched, and uh, I hope we'll talk again. All right. Thank you. Thank you very much.